Hello, Jays fans, and welcome to a brand new Blue Jays podcast, Aces on the Bases. Seeing as how this is our first episode, it is going to be an introductory episode, so jump on board and join us. Let's get shit started. That's right, Blue Jays fans. It is a new Blue Jays podcast. As I said off the top, we are called Aces on Bases. I think there's going to be three of us that will be recording on a regular basis. There is going to be a bunch of people that are going to be rotating and joining us week to week. But I think myself, Blue Jays memes, no doubt Detmers, and it's Lewis the Jays kid, right? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, Lewis the Jays kid is with us as well. I think we're going to be the three mainstays, but uh, we are going to have rotating guests. We are going to have some pre-tape guests. The guy that gave us the name for the show, Aces on the Bases, Michel, he lives in Switzerland, so he can't record with us all the time live, but he has. he's going to do some pre-recorded stuff. We have some pre-recorded stuff from him coming up today at the end of the episode, but let's get into things. Detmers, we'll start with you. Let the audience know a little bit about yourself, and you're you're the one that actually came up with the idea for this podcast. So why don't you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself and and what made you decide to create this this group this this podcast that we are now doing? So I I go by no doubt Detmers on Twitter. I used to go by David Fletcheria, more of a kind of Toronto name. Do you remember the terrible shortstop that we got back in the uh, Miami trade? But that's that's long gone by now. So the reason that you know I wanted to come up with the Blue Jays podcast, I had been part of a podcast called Let the Kids Talk, and that podcast was was a great experience. And like being able to talk to a bunch of baseball fans, being able to you know live react to signings and stuff. I think Kirby Yates got signed while we were doing the podcast, which was pretty funny. And, you know, it was a great experience just to talk to people and talk about something that we all kind of love and have passions for. And, you know, now I don't have to deal with Yankees fans. Perfect. It's <laughs> great. People will agree with me. Fuck when the I Yankees. Gonna be- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick, you exactly. heard nothing. You heard nothing, Nick, if you're listening. <laughs> but we can all agree harmoniously. Talk about Alejandro Kirk. Talk about the legend of John Gibbons. And, you know all be perfectly in sync with each other. So excited to see how this one rolls out. And Lewis, tell, tell the audience a little bit about you and why you wanted to join the podcast. Well, uh, I've been pretty much living in Australia my whole life. So when I just moved here, I, I became a serious Jays fan. You know, I wanted to be as highly involved in the Jays as possible because I was now living in the city they played in. Well, at least not anymore now that I'm playing in Florida. But <laughs> and then, yeah, then Detmers reached out to me, said, "Hey, you want to join a podcast? Just Jays talking about Jays all the time." I was like, "Hell yeah! Sounds like a great idea." So here I am, ready to talk Jays, ready to rethink those glory days in 2015, and talk about Vlad's MVP chances. And let's go! I'm loving it. Oh hey. yeah, Vlad's definitely up there. I, I had Vlad and Soto. 
from the start of spring training. I'm going to hold myself to it. It's not changing. I'm so, going to go through Soto, it. Even if Soto, Soto is on the cusp, man. Soto is going to have a breakout year this year. He's been <laughs> so, so... Last year was a breakout year. <laughs> I'm, every year of his has been a breakout year. That's that true. Guy's... But I, I was having this conversation with somebody on Twitter the other day. I, like We both think that even though he's been doing really well, he's still... He still seems to be flying under the radar, at least in, in our opinions when we were discussing it. Well, you're right about that, because in the way that the MLB markets players, like horrendously, this is our first topic, is yeah. so messed up. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. Like, yeah. I remember talking about this on a previous podcast. Fernando Tatis is a great player. Fernando Tatis is not a top 10 player in baseball. Can, can Fernando we just, Tatis is not a top three shortstop in the National League. Can I, can I just That's say how, how bullshit that was last year that he had to apologize for hit, it, yeah, what was it, the yeah. grand slam off of a 3-0 pitch, like, and, and yeah. they made him apologize for it. That was such bullshit. I, I'm totally on Tatis' side for that. But, like, I, I, that's the Texas Rangers being the Texas Rangers. Name one thing the Texas Rangers have done right since the bat flip, right? You heard about what happened with Sam Dyson. Right? Well, I mean, you must yeah, yeah. Have I, I mean, you, you could have just ended that with name one thing the Texas Rangers have done right, period. The warning yeah. to the West, the warning to the West. Graphic yeah, that tweet. Left. Like they That's had the, hilarious. on the left who pitched, I think one, it was it one inning or was it a third of an inning? It was one inning. So he one pitched one out. inning for the Rangers. Then they had Mike Miner in the center. Mike Miner's gone. He's in Kansas. <laughs> then they had Lance Lynn, who they traded for Dane Dunning at the absolute like lowest in his possible value. value. <laughs> like that backfired on them. Then there was this situation. Then the fact that they're the Texas Rangers, like nothing, <laughs> they have nothing to be optimistic about. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start talking about the young stars. Obviously, like when we're talking about Soto before. Last year's OPS was 1,185, uh, 1,000.185, which is insane. Are you kidding? Wasn't his then, WRC plus in like the 200s? I think so. His OPS, let, me, his let me go check on that. OPS plus was 212. Yeah, I'm going to check up on that too. I have baseball reference pulled up, so I'll see if I can find his WRC plus. 100%, 112% better <laughs> than a good hitter. Yeah. You've ascended to another plane of existence. You're doing pretty good. I've got his PSA 10 rookie card that I held on to. Yeah, I have um, one. I have two, but like I don't know if they're PSA 10. I think one could probably be a PSA 10. One could probably be a PSA 9. Okay. And I'm saving on those. Keith I traded man. one more. I traded one for a Guriel signed rookie patch. That's so good. that one's pretty good from Inception. So what do you guys think of that? Uh, what do you guys think of that Tatis contract? I mean, hasn't played a full season in the majors. A hundred and f- what, what, three hundred and forty million for fourteen years? San Diego Padres shortstop for the future. What do you think of that deal? I mean, good for good for him for for getting his bank so early on. I don't think he'll he'll play that entire contract out in San Diego. I just I don't think San Diego is going to be able to afford that contract for 14 years i think they will probably end up trading him somewhere else to get that money off of their books i mean we've seen long-term contracts like this before and you know 
I can't think of one that comes to mind where the player didn't end up getting traded at least halfway through the contract. Like Alex Rodriguez, when he signed with the Rangers, Prince Fielder, I think it was originally with Detroit, and then he got flipped to Tulo Texas. and Arenado. Yeah, yeah. It, only, only, only actual example of it, like the guy staying on the team, was Pujols. And being like a part Angels fan, that didn't work out. <laughs> no, he stayed because they couldn't trade him. His contract was so bad. Like I'm, I'm shocked when I was shocked when the Jays were able to move Vernon Wells when he had that ridiculously large contract. But mm-hmm. like I, I, I'm, I'm so happy for Tatis. He, he definitely deserves it. I, I just don't see it. I, I just don't see him point out that full contract in San Diego. I don't think they're going to be able to to afford f- afford him for all fourteen years. Mm. Well, on the topic of extensions for young stars, what do you think an extension for a Jays player is going to look like? Who's it going to be? Is it because from the if Lad has that MVP season we expect from him, I think you seriously think that he's going to get that extension possibly. It might not be an extension like Tatis for the next 10, 11, 12 years, but it might be one that buys up the rest of his arbitration and maybe cuts into his free agency. What can do you, you think guys, a deal might look like? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yep. we got you. Yeah, okay. we got you. Discord, Discord's going nuts on me. It's giving me all kinds of notifications <laughs> that no one can hear me. <laughs> I think I think Bichette and Tatis are very interesting players to compare. Mm-hmm. So... I, I... Somebody may have dropped. I think we lost him. Yeah, we lost him there. We lost him. We lost him just as I uh, found the answer cool. to his uh, his Juan Soto WRC plus from last year. So yeah, yeah for for those <laughs> for those who are listening, just to get back to the Juan Soto WRC plus, he did have a WRC plus of two hundred one last year. So. That was that's just absolutely insane. Especially, I mean, I know it's a shortened season, but even in a shortened season, that's fucking ridiculous. That's better than hitting four hundred. Well, sort of. Come on. (laughs) That's kind of like a. Come on, come on. Yeah, kind of a bad take. (laughs) Yeah. At least I'm admitting it. That that kind of came off a little. I mean, he did bat three fifty one last year too. And he had a weighted on base yeah. of 478. Like, he just tore it up. And He's no John Olerud. Oh. But he's no John Olerud. We all have yeah. to admit. I, I, When's he going to get extended? Because he's looking at that Tatis deal and going like, well, I'm better than him at hitting. Oh, he's going to want 450 <laughs> plus. This is, I, I had a theory <laughs> saying that Guerrero, apparently Guerrero and Soto are close. And I, it, uh, to be honest with you guys, I would say forget Bichette. I love Bichette, but if you were able to sign Soto and have an outfield of Soto, Springer, Gurriel, or Soto, Springer, Hernandez, oh my lord, right? I don't, isn't he a bar? If he's a Barris client, then he's probably going to get to free agency. He, so. he, it's the Nationals, too, with Rizzo's the owner, right? So yeah. he's going to want 450 I'd I'd probably say, because he's going to get something either what Trout got or more, because Trout arguably could have got a better deal. S- seeing what Bauer got, like Bauer... <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe he got that contract. <laughs> Luba and Bauer were just handed money on platters for yeah. one season where... He, I, I guess you guys have seen the videos 
where they're basically proving that he used the substances, that his mm-hmm. RPM on his fastball went up like 2,000, 2000 I, I forget the metric they used, but that he used something to make his spin rate go nuts. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't Starkraven Sports do a video on that? Yep, Starkraven Sports, Baseball Doesn't Exist, both did it, and I highly recommend those two channels. Don't worry, this is not a paid sponsorship, but... <laughs> Although if they I mean, would if like to, we're more than well, we're more than open for it. <laughs> yeah, of course, one episode we'll any sponsorships. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so it, he, he, Bauer did something fishy, and he, he didn't do it in the years before. He made a point of not doing it and just said, I think in a tweet, where, hey, if I did it, I could, incre- I, I could increase my spin rate by 2,000. He did exactly that. Yeah, so, wasn't, it literally two, wasn't it literally 2019 when he said that, and then the following year in 2020, he goes out and he, he wins the Cy Young? Just, it definitely seems yeah. fishy. DeGrom did deserve that Cy Young, by the way. I think so, too, because he faced better talent. And, and DeGrom would have probably booked a ticket to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, three straight Cy Young As long as he was average for the rest of his career, yeah. right? Like having you know, three straight in a row is just going to be, even though, what's his name, the pitcher on the Mets and the Twins, Johan Santana, mm-hmm. did that. You know? I think, sorry, I think the person that kind of goes under the rated is definite Hall of Famer because of 2020 is Freddie Freeman. He won the MVP. That solidifies him as a Hall of Famer, right? And about I mean, time, man. About time. Freddie could have won that. time for sure. Yeah, because oh, yeah. that MVP just added to his case, you know? Mm-hmm. He, he's been so consistent in Atlanta. And it's kind of sad that he's not, like, the number one star on that team. Because, you know, they have Acuna, right, who gets all the attention. Yep. But he's still such an amazing hitter. Yeah. He, he can hit, he can defield. He played third base for a while in one of those seasons. I forget, they had nobody to play third before Austin Riley came up. And he did a great job at third. He's got like gold glove. He's on as the first baseman. Like he, I, I'd say that he should get there. He puts in another couple good years. Uh, you think he stays in Atlanta? I think so. Fre- Freddie seems to me like like he, he's he's a brave for life. I, like he seems like he would even take less money to stay in Atlanta. I could be wrong about that, but that's ju- that's just the perception that I get watching Freeman. Yeah, I feel similarly. But if there was any team that he would pick over Atlanta, it's probably us. I mean, I would I would love Freddie to be to be on the on the Blue Jays, but I mean, at this point in his career, I mean. If he's coming over to play DH, absolutely. But if we're moving Vlad to first and Vlad has his breakout year this year, we're not getting Freddie to to play first. But if he wants to come over to play DH for a couple of years to to add a couple of years on to the end of his career, I could definitely see him coming to the Jays. It's too bad Votto had that no trade clause here. Votto does not want to play here. I've heard from a bunch of sources that Votto just doesn't want to do it. And mm. I love Joey Votto so much. Like, I everything about him, I love the guy. But he would only play in Cincinnati or if he was traded to the Yankees. Huh. So, like, a hypothetical deal for Luis Castillo. Like, it would have been perfect if you could take on Votto's massive contract in order to kind of, like, unsteepen the price for Luis Castillo. 
it would have been a perfect situation, but just didn't want to do it. And Mike Mustakis' contract. Oh, we lost Detmer again. And he's gone. <laughs> he's so gone. On the, he gone. On the, on the topic of talking about free agent, Freddie Freeman, who's a free agent for next year, who else in that free agent class do we know that the Jays should be targeting? Because I think number one, right off the rip, is Noah Syndergaard. I mean, what, started with us and then went across in that godforsaken R.A. Dickey trade that makes me squirm every time <laughs> I think of it. So... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think he'd be the number one target. Is there anyone else in that free agent class you can think of that would add to this team? Yeah, I love Syndergaard there. Verlander, I think, mm. could really help with some of these pitchers here. We he seems to like throwing no hitters in Toronto, so I, I'd take Verlander. <laughs> yeah. Verlander's brother said that. Verlander's brother said, well, you know, he's played well in Toronto. I know there's a quote there from Ben. I just played Ben in MLB The Show the other day. I beat him. <laughs> which is kind of like good to say because I suck at MLB the show and it was in BR. I beat him one, nothing. I'm kind of proud of that, but you know, good stuff. on the end, but you know, but he, he did say that, you know, Toronto could be a possibility for Justin. Like when you think of the impact that he could have on, you know, pitchers that we have with similar arsenals, like, you know, have on a Zoic, the impact that he could have on a Pearson would be so great. I think that it would at least be worth looking at, you know? Yeah. How, how, much, how much money are we freeing up for next offseason? Because I know we got so many people coming off the books. Roark's going off the books. Is Tulo, is Tulo's money off the books? I think, yeah. I hope so. Last year of Tulo. <laughs> the young guys are getting a little bit more expensive, but Semien, you're still losing bigger contracts. Mm-hmm. Unless we sign back Semyon, which I wouldn't be really opposed to, but I really want to see Groshans play. Semyon's off the books, right? I think Tulo's money's off the books. Rourke, all the relievers, basically every reliever we have that's not on arbitration, because I don't think we have any of them on multi years. Think some. Who else is off the? Let me let me pull up Sport Track and stuff. Mm-hmm. It seems to be slipping me at the moment. Next next year, Simeon's a free agent. Rourke's a free agent. Ray, Yates, Mats, Panic, Atwood. Mm-hmm. So it's pitchers. Dallas, and Dallas is off Marcus the books Simeon. next year. So the Marcus Simeon problem can be solved within the organization. I mean, we have prospects like Groshans, yeah, Groshans I- as well as Martin. I think they take his spot at third, and then we move Biggio back to second, which is where he feels most comfortable. Yeah, and then I, I really think. Wise, I hope Richardson comes up. I, I oh, you like Richardson over the other two? You like Richardson Man- over Manoa? I, I'm just interested uh, because there's a lot uh, of Manoa doing so well in spring training has like sparked the debate. Like some people put him over Pearson. You can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. Put him I over love Pearson. I love Tim. Sims done more for longer, and I love that we absolutely swindled him from the Mets. So yeah, my dad's a Mets fan. When that like we got a Mets fan, a Blue Jays fan, and a Tigers fan, it's an interesting dynamic. <laughs> but basically, we when what, I was like, who did we trade him for? Who do we trade Stroman for? And I'm like, I know Anthony K, but Rids Richardson was like 20th in the stem at the time or something. And I was like, no, I think it was he was higher than that, but he was still low. And I was thinking, oh, my God, we just got swindled 
Like, we just got completely fleeced by the Mets a second time, and my dad was all happy. He was like, ah, even though he didn't like Stroman. And now look at it. Now look at the trade. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. K would be a decent five starter. You know, I know they like Zoic. I know they like Hatch. But, you know, we got to give K a shot at some point, too. Uh, there was a, there was this thing I read the other day was that back when, I think it was, what year was Donaldson traded? Donaldson was 2018. 18. Because I think like a year earlier, the St. Louis Cardinals offered Jack Flaherty. Yeah. And we obviously did not pull the trigger on that. That that, oh, that would have been obviously franchise-altering. Yeah, perfect that would have been currently. Jack Flaherty, Ryu, Nate, Manoa, everything just lining up perfectly. <laughs> the thing, oh, when you think Yankees of Merriweather was really attractive to them, and I, I see why. He he was a little bit older at the time. Hits Velo. Good, everything about him is a plus except for the injury history. And what, if you were to look at both of the profiles, if you were them back in that setting, all the way back when, it wouldn't have been as clear-cut. Like, it wouldn't have been easy to tell that Jack Flaherty would have been Miles better than Julian Merriweather, who will still be a decent MLB contributor. Like it would, even though we can see it now, hindsight would not. Hindsight's very easy to say. Yeah, that's always the case. Looking back at things, it's always easier than weighing it at the time. Uh, yeah. Well, I was listening to Jeff Passan's book again, The Arm audio book, because we were you know driving around on a little road trip and stuff, and it. I, I was like astonished they were talking the entire time a lot of blue jay stuff a lot of stuff about you know having stroman sanchez the that farm system stroman sanchez nicolino was really high in the farm system he didn't even pan out and then Cindergard and how they used our prospect starters in terms of innings and how they didn't let any pitch over like a certain amount of innings thresholds and you know if we had just stuck with those four guys it may have worked, but I, I don't know. I'm, I think Sanchez and San Francisco won't do very well. I think Stroman's uh, kind of coming to the end of his effectiveness. And Cindergard's going to come back. I, I like Cindergard. I think Stroman's fine. And I think San Francisco is a good spot for Sanchez. I mean, they kinda, they're kind of a bit of a reclamation center for old pitchers and old hitters with Donovan Solano and and players like that and pitchers like Guzman and Drew Smiley kind of just incre- increase their spin rates, give them a shot, and uh, flip them at the deadline pretty much. Although they don't do that for some reason, so it's yeah, weird. Yeah, the Giants, the Giants had such a weird offseason. Like the Giants, yeah. they got they got LaStella, right? They got Desclafani. They got, who else? They traded uh, Sam uh, Sam Searod. I'm not going to say the name, but Sam Searod for Carson Ragsdale. And then there was one more move that flew over my head. Let's see, who was it? So Giants. <laughs> Guess who was the higher prospect in the Mets trade for Stroman? It was K. I know it for was sure K. it was K. He was he was the fifth, and and Woods Richardson was the twentieth. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> switch. That, that was so 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 good of a trade. Wow. Like, they, it shows that the industry rankings of prospects are completely BS. And you can yeah. really see that this year. If you go, uh, let's all go on to the 2021 prospects list. 
the amount of prospects there this year is inexplicable. Like, I, I, I love Reed Detmers, but he's not a top 100 prospect compared to some of these prospects that we had last year. There's so many guys that get overlooked just because of namesake, and well, it doesn't Manoa end up... Manoa 100? Nope, Manoa didn't make it. I can't believe that. <laughs> he should be there. For sure. Are you kidding? <laughs> they kind of have him ranked lower this year. They have a Relvis above him. A Relvis, they gave a Relvis really good tools. Like, I think they gave him 60 power, did they not? I think they so. They gave him a 60 power tool. Yeah, which I don't believe. Neither do I. But, hey, if he has 60 grade power, I'd happily take it. it. Yeah, but, but he doesn't I really don't... fit on the he doesn't fit on the future of the team. I mean, how is he supposed to come up with Bo, Biggio, Vlad, Austin, Groshans filling up that infield? He's got to be no idea, no idea. But he, yeah, he's got to be the trade piece. And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I'd rather trade. A lot of people don't agree with this opinion, but I'd rather trade Martin than Groshans. Really? How do you feel about that? You want to trade Martin? Well, the, yeah, the, I don't the, want to the trade either. Draft spot. Uh, Fault, uh, thing from the gods, he just <laughs> fell into our hands. You, you want to give that away? I don't want to give him away. I don't want to give him away, but I had the funniest story on that day. So, <laughs> my, my friend, my Noah and I, like a year before, really early, of who we thought we were going to go in the top five. And we had, we, we were like, okay, let's just do this randomly. So, we had Torkelson at number one. That ended up happening. Yeah, yeah it makes we sense. We had Pete Crow Armstrong, who went to the Mets, like, 15th at number two. That's a weird one, but yeah. At third, we had Lacey. Correct. Okay, that Fourth, makes sense. we had Martin. Correct. And then we got fifth wrong. I remember that. But we had got one, three, and four right. And, like, who would have guessed Martin would have went fourth? We thought we were going to get Zach Veen the day of. We were all excited. We were like, we're going to get Zach Veen. He's going to be awesome for the outfield. I wanted Zach Veen. We were Veen. disappointed. So we were disappointed. Yeah, we were disappointed when we got Austin Martin, and then we realized, <laughs> wait, we got Austin Martin. <laughs> like, he, wait, because... wait, what? He didn't go. <laughs> yeah, it was like, we, the Orioles like punted and got Kierstad, but now looking back, Kierstad could be really good. Like yeah, you have that lefty two? hitter with a massive power. At two at Camden Yard. Two was ambitious. Yeah, pick for Baltimore. Um, it was weird. I wanted Zach Veen so bad. Loved his swing. Uh, just... The guys I did not want were like, I was worried about Hancock. Mm-hmm. Hancock I had worries about. Gonzalez, I was worried about his power. He he didn't have enough power to kind of stick around, I thought, like in our infield. Lacey's hit or miss because it's a pitcher. It's a pitcher with your fifth overall pick. We're not going to have this high of a pick in a quite a long time. And Torkelson wouldn't fall. Like, we didn't think Martin would fall, but Torkelson was always kind of one step ahead of Martin. But Veen, Veen looked like Bellinger. Yeah. And now he's in Colorado. Which so. is, 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 he's giving me, imagine Cody Bellinger just his entire career in course. He'd be better than Trout, right? He'd be Larry Walker. He'd be <laughs> yeah. like a, Larry Walker with a beautiful swing. Griffey and Walker combined. Ooh. I am smiling right now because I am seeing Simeon's Woods Richardson expected to come up this year on the prospect rankings. Nice. So that makes me happy. 
Man, I hope he does. Baseball memes, get in here. What are you what are you thinking of the farm system? So I've just been I've just been distracted looking up free agents for next year. I'm really looking forward to seeing Austin Martin. I'm still pissed off. Uh, I mean, I'm pissed off in general about the uh, about the whole situation with spring training games not being broadcast, but the fact that we didn't have TV for Martin's debut, for Springer's debut as a Blue Jay. I don't know too much about Groshans. I'm going to have to look up look into him a bit more, but I, for as much shit as as Shapiro and Atkins got or have got and I, I was one of the I was one of the people that gave them shit the first couple of years they were here, but <laughs> they they've they've done a really good yeah. job of, of rebuilding the, the farm system. So but I mean it's prospects, man, and you never know how a prospect's gonna turn out. I, I hope all these guys hit. Even if like half of these these guys hit, we're we're gonna we're gonna be good for, for years to come. So but yeah, I, I'm I'm really really looking forward to seeing the Jays in the uh, not just in the present but in, in the future because we've got really good thing that we've built back up after it got really 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 depleted in man I was gonna say 2015 but it really started probably in 2013 right when we uh, when we pulled off yep. that trigger for for Dicky Burley Reyes listen. I would have been chucking garbage at Shapiro and Atkins after that whole Morales debacle, <laughs> but I, I think yeah. I made I, th- I made a tweet a while back, like a couple of days ago, saying only two teams in Major League Baseball are top ten team based on MLB's rankings and have a top ten farm system. Padres I was actually and wrong. It's three. It's the Padres, Padres us, and the Dodgers. Rays. Oh, yeah. Dodgers aren't in the top Dodgers ten. Don't have a top ten farm system. That's no. I call I call BS. I call it's, complete it, BS. By the rankings, uh, the last ones that they've done, not the newer ones. They haven't finished ranking them yet. But L- I mean, LA deserves a top spot there. No, guaranteed. they don't. Their farm system's pretty garbage. They no. only had like two in the top. Only had these like it's, okay, it's good, but they only had like two in the top one. Two prospects in the top one hundred. They got, but but hey, their pros. It's it's again the industry rankings kind of basically shaping our opinion, right? They got Josiah Gray who throws heat. He, I, my friend from the other podcast was good friends with him, went to the same school. He looks great. Ryan Pepio looks really good. They got a bunch of fringe guys like Edwin Rios, Cody Hoisey, Andy Page is in center. They got Zach McKinstry, who used to follow me on Instagram, not the flex. <laughs> um, Lux, Lux looks okay. Lux looks okay. Not sure how he's going to turn out. And then who's the one guy I'm forgetting? Michael Bush. Michael Bush. Michael Bush looks pretty good. They got a farm system. We got to admit, I think it's better than some of these farm systems on the top 10 that they have. Like, I think they got an edge. We got to give them so much credit. I mean, I don't know how you build it. I mean, I love their system. It's just shortstops, catchers, and center fielders, and and tall pitchers. I mean, center fielder, not really. They got, well, they do. They got Bellinger, right? So Bellinger was a prospect until like three years ago. They drafted Jaron Kendall. Jaron Kendall's a very good bat. He mm-hmm. came from Vanderbilt as well. Then they got and they signed Andy Pages or Paez. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but he big power center fielder out of international signings. Then there's another center fielder, a Luis Rodriguez. I think. I think it's I think it's Luis Rodriguez. Let me let me make sure I got that right. 
But sorry, I oh. you were talking about the Jays. You were talking about uh, the, the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going after the Dodgers tangent. <laughs> yeah, Shaq's strategy has just been. I mean, okay, we got to be fair. We cannot give them. We cannot give Shaqkins credit for Bo, Vlad, Lourdes, or they drafted Bo. They drafted Bo, really? I think they drafted Bo and Kevin. Okay, we can give him credit for those two, which is pretty good. That's two of the four. But we can give him credit for, okay, let's let's just throw it. Teo, we can give him for Richardson, Manoa, anyone on our top 20. They got Nate. Pearson. 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 He deserves so much credit for that. He deserves so much credit for both Pearson and Groshans because we kind of missed on Warmoth. But then yeah, between Blake. Warmoth and Pearson, nobody that good got selected. Yeah. We stole Holy Pearson. Holy. If we didn't sign, if we signed Edwin back, we would have no rotation. We would have no crux in a rotation. Mm-hmm. So we got to give him credit for that thing. Groshans, they took Groshans over Liberatore. At the time, I was like, what? This guy was projected to go like late first round or second round. Look, we took him over Matthew Liberatore. It turns out he might be. He looks like he's going to be better than Matthew Liberatore. So their drafting, their drafting department has been top tier. Like they drafted Lindor in Cleveland. They have something going on with player development that's just Dodgers level. That's um, where we can kind of compete. I'm looking through a thing. Um, and so they have a. So I have the theory that their system is catchers, shortstops, and tall pitchers. We only have one pitcher in our top 30 that's under six feet tall. Who is it? It's Eric Pardino. Yeah, yeah Pardino. He, he got injured, didn't he? He got injured bad. Yeah. He was oh, out like an entire Wolver year. Zuleta? How do you spell, say his last Zuleta. name? Zuleta. He is oh, so good. I think there's an Australian pitcher. Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts, I think? Sam From Australia? Robert. Really? There was one guy. No, uh, or maybe yeah, it's the won't. Netherlands. Maybe I completely missed on that. Let me see. I think it's the Netherlands. Bad mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a I, I'm just impressed with Detmer's hitting the pronunciations on all these names. Yeah, I'm trying. That's, I'm trying. Yeah. Okay, pronounce Rickelvin De Is it Rickelvin oh, De Castro? Rickelvin De Castro. Yeah, okay. he's a I, I love first second baseman. He like a lot of teams see value in him, but he won't have any value to us. So he's going to be a trade piece likely. Yeah, we let's do a pronunciation contest. Can we please just trade away some of these people? I mean, come on. We will. We will. We I, will. I see a Herman Marquez in our future. Please. Something similar. Sonny Gray or Kyle Hendricks or just a pitcher. Or Kyle Hendricks would be nice. Same as Sonny Gray. Anyone. Yeah. Just any, a, a pitcher. Yeah, a guy not named... better than Tanner Rourke. That's all we need. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a I'm going to go bar. call my next door neighbor bar. who's 84 years old and just got the COVID vaccine. And she's going to go out there and pitch a better game than Tanner Rourke. But <laughs> all credit to Tanner Rourke. He has done well in spring training. Yeah, it's been it's supposedly been using the lower half in quotation marks more. So yeah, that that must that. be a Buck Martinez quote, right? Probably is. It has to be. You know, he, he's using the lower half. Loves using that lower half. But no, yeah. I love that Yolsver Zoleta, Zoleta, the Yos story about, yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying that, <laughs> of how he came up and uh, turns, he was like throwing 96 at 19, and then they did a scan on him, it turns out he had a minor tear in his elbow, so we needed Tommy John, so he was throwing 96, 
at 19 with Tommy with with a torn thing in his elbow, which is that, awesome. That was such a gem. Like yeah. I I remember I I knew who he was for weird names in the farm system. And I'm not even joking, you guys. I was like, who's got the most interesting name in our farm system? Like, Yosver, this guy's cool. And then later I said, wait, this guy's actually good? And he he came up all kinds of buzz the spring training, and he deserves it. Like, he he can hit it out there. And Do you know who we can give credit for? Kendris Morales. <laughs> when we oh. traded him to When we traded him to Oakland, the international money that we got back from Oakland, Signed us this man. It was probably Beautiful. Dwight Smith Jr.'s money and his money. Remember yeah. him? Dwight, Dwight Smith had such a first half with Baltimore and then just <laughs> fell off. He looked so good for the first half. I was like, how do we get rid of this guy? <laughs> then he finishes with a below 300 on base percentage. <laughs> like yeah. 86 OPS+. plus. The guy that hurts me the most that we let go... Uh, and it's another reason I hate that Jay half trade because when we got Drury and McKinney to make room for them, we got rid of Geo uh, Geo Ursula. Oh. Uh, that's our uh, worst move. I that think hurts. that's that's going to turn out to be a worse move than getting rid of Cindergard for Dickey because at least you got Dickey back for Cindergard. Yeah, he gave like one good year and then Ursula. Dude, we, but we wouldn't have a spot for everybody right now with Ursula. We would probably not have Semyon. Yeah, that would have helped us out. That would ha- well, that would have helped us out for two seasons. Like, I was watching yeah. a bloopers video, and like I saw Ursula in a Blue Jays jersey on second base, and just stared at myself and thought, "We missed oh. out so bad." <laughs> yeah. And it's not really Shaq is his fault. I mean, he wasn't doing well. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. He was like six oh eight OPS, <laughs> six sixty eight OPS plus. Even worse. Oh my god. I was well, bad. his fault. No way you could have known. Negative defensive war. Yeah, what where'd that come from? Yankees. Everything was bad about this guy in that year. Ah, man. The pain. Whoa. The pain. <laughs> A lot of pain there. But you never know. He could he could he could fall off. He could. Yeah, he could. He could, but he won't. <laughs> I have to be careful with the Yankees fans that are going to listen to this. Ah, no, you don't. They're pitching a no hitter. They're pitching a no hitter against Philly, so we can happily think that you guys would like. Yeah, I've been, I've, I've been still- tracking that on MLB the the no hitters. So I'm, I'm hoping Philly break. I mean, it's it's the it's spring training, so it doesn't count anyways. But it's the Yankees, so I'd still it, like to see it broken. It only counts. It only How many counts if left? Robbie Ray posts an ERA below two. That's when that's when spring training counts. <laughs> yeah, when when Guerrero hits six hundred and uh, Robbie yeah. Ray wins the preseason Cy Young. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have the lowest ERA for starters at one point nine, and then the one point six or something, and then the next. The next lowest is the Miami Marlins with 2.5. Well, the Marlins are stacked with the rotation. Gets, like, overlooked. But honestly, I think we're going to hit on both Ray and Mats. Mm-hmm. I think both of them are going to yeah, do well. Funny. And I think Ryu wow. is I, – I don't want this to happen, but I have a sneaking feeling he gets injured. Yes. And we have he to – the whole season. And we have to start – and Robbie Ray is our interim ace. Mm. And, you know, and, he, and he does amazing. 
yeah. I got a, I have a weird feeling. Oh, the Phillies officially have a hit, so the no hitter's been broken up. Woo! That yeah, was our that. doing. That was our doing. <laughs> yeah, that Very was our, proud. <laughs> speaking that into existence. Take that, Yankees. Who got the hit? I'm just Who trying to find it? that out now. Uh, uh, but we'll we'll send that guy some Uber Eats all the way to Florida. That guy that guy's gonna eat well tonight. Yeah, I tell you, all these beautiful days in Florida are making me jealous. When, <laughs> oh, yeah. we, when we can watch a Jays game, I, I feel happy. Yeah, I'm gonna be one of the first people there. I need to see stuff live. Like I know, I've been doing assignments for the past yeah twelve months, and showing it's been... up a Zoom class every two hours and doing nothing. It's it's uh, rough, looks like it was rough. Sure. Not not as not as rough as the Orioles rotation. But Look, still looks rough. like it was Ronald Torres that broke up the no hitter. That yeah. guy used to play for the Yankees. No, <laughs> that guy he's like five nine, and then they put him against him against the photo of Judge. I think I remember. Let me look that up. Ronald Torres. Yeah, he's five eight according to MLB.com. <laughs> Yeah, him. Look at go look up a photo of him and Aaron Judge high fiving. What was his name? Ronald Torres. Like imagine Torres, but like eyes at the end, like E Y E S. It's like a father and a son high fiving. All right. Okay, I've seen one photo of him. Let's see it. It, It's hilarious. Oh man! Oh, there's one where he's between. Stanton and Judge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Holy moly. That this is a guy small looks like man. me when I go back to my family in Italy. Dude, <laughs> it's like... it, it gives the credit to how big Judge is. I mean, can that guy win MVP already? I know he's a Yankees player, but please win it. He deserves yeah, it. Yeah, he does. Des- I feel so bad for him. Should have won. Like, it, it, both him and Stanton. Like, I, I remember there was this one year, I think it was last start of two years ago. Or one year ago, I drafted Stanton and Judge as my first two picks in fantasy. You know how that went? That I can't imagine well. It didn't go. Like, it didn't even go anywhere. <laughs> like, they both got injured at the very start of the seasons. Uh, that was rough. But, damn. yeah, you got to give Yankees fans something. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I, I think Judge... Eh, yeah, you might be right about that one. But, hey, I, I don't like the Red Sox. I, I hate the Red Sox more than the Yankees. Red Sox and maybe Rays are my least favorite teams by far. Mm. Uh, Rays, y- Yankees are always number one to me. I respect that. Respectable. I... Uh, people overrate the Rays based on them being the Rays. Like, yeah, the Rays are going to f- pull a rabbit out of a hat again because they're Tampa. They're, like, no, and that rabbit is called Wander Franco. Uh, I'm not bullish on Franco. I'm going to be a number one overall prospects. I, I'm not big on him. You know, I, I feel like Patino would be very good for Tampa, but I'm not big on uh, Franco just yet. I think he'll be very good come three years from now. Okay. Well, how will we wrap this thing up with our final? What's the AL East going to look like? What's the division going to look like? I got yeah, well, Yankees, well, Jays, Rays, Austin, Orioles. That's, that's my final thing. I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna be bold. Hey, I'm gonna go. Hey, don't do it. Don't do I'm it. Go Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, Orioles, Red Sox. Okay. I thought you were gonna go Jays, AL East champions. I, I, that's that's no. where I'm going. If if Vladdy can have a breakout season, and if if our oh man, 
if we can keep Ryu healthy and if Mats can pitch like Mats is capable of, but hasn't yet quite shown, because I mean, I've I, I've been to City Field a couple of times. Like I've seen four Mets games at City Fields and Mats just happened to pitch two of the four games that I attended. And <laughs> both games he was absolutely you, lights you out. Must have been upset. You must have been so upset you didn't see DeGrom or Syndergaard. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, Steven Matz is pitching? I go to the I go to City and Matz is pitching? <laughs> I mean, it would it would have been nice to see DeGrom or, or Thor, but no, Steven Matz had lights out games. Unfortunately, I think, if I remember correctly, Familia fucked up both games and had blown save in both games, but the Mets ended up coming back and winning. So, I mean, that worked out. But he pitched lights out. So if Matt's can pitch the way he's capable, and if we can like get rid of Rourke and like pick up a halfway decent pitcher, I think I mean this offense is going to be absolutely insane. Injuries are going to happen, but as long as there's nothing serious and no one's out long term, the offense is going to do amazing things. It's just it it's the pitching. But if we can get the pitching, I definitely see the Jays being at the top of the AL East. I'm going to be bold and call them the AL East champions. I'm going to rank it Jays, Yankees, Tampa, Boston, and Baltimore. I like it. I, I, I'd love for that to happen. Yeah. As, as high as, as I am on, sorry about this, uh, as high as I am on the, uh, on drugs, the lineup, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm higher, I'm higher on the bullpen. The bullpen to Ooh, me, yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Team. It's it's almost elite. I mean, Kirby Yates was it like it, he was it, take he was taken over by the whole Springer thing that just crushed down on the Jays community a couple hours later. But then Romano Baraki's like Andrew Miller light. You got Delise who was elite last year. Phelps has been I great in so, spring. Like, I was so I was laughing so hard when we signed Delise. I was like, this guy hasn't pitched since the Cubs in 2012. <laughs> this guy's going to be horrible. What the guy the comes in, sub-2 ERA, amazing peripherals, one of the yeah. best relievers in the league, and goes completely unnoticed. One what the, a signing. Yeah, one of the biggest upgrades to this bullpen was getting rid of Wilmer Font. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, yeah. Noah, Noah, who's another member of this podcast that's going to be on the rotational he actually had a wilmer font birthday cake i kid you not we'll send what? a photo but it was a, a jersey of wilmer font as the birthday cake jersey? as a joke i wouldn't yeah. buy it you know what fuck, fuck it no it no it definitely no, owes us food and money for just for that alone <laughs> all the pain it was that physically baked onto it like, the icing was wilmer font 63 because oh. they had asked the people making the cake said yo hey any jer- player's jerseys that i can put on his cake and i went ham with the random players i went like wilmer font dan straley <laughs> Just- okay so remember when we got walked off by nick markakis against atlanta Oh my god. That, that home run. That was the only home run he hit all season. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Wilmer Font. Oh my god. How could you? Font was so, such an interesting study because he was okay the first year. Like I think we got him off the Dodgers, right? 
I think we, so. We, we got him right when he was off the Dodgers. So the Dodgers saw something in him, and then we saw something in him. And then Montoyo saw far too much in him. <laughs> Montoy- Montoyo is probably so busy banging his bongos. <laughs> banging his bongos. Bring in Wilmer. Okay, that, that's my favorite part of it. I, 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 love, I, love the, I love the bongos part. I'd be honest. I actually like that about him. But the thing is. No, it's, it's fucking amazing. I, I love it too. He's having, yeah, he's having dinner with Sam Gaviglio's family right now. <laughs> paying them extra money. Sitting, they're having a good time. They're singing "Kumbaya," you know, eating a beautiful T-bone steak. You know, even though Leo couldn't be on the team this year, he's probably over. Where did he sign? I think he signed with the Cubs or something, right? He's probably. Let me let me check that. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, man. Jeez. Well, hey, we're he's sticking around. Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. I know for sure. Montoya is going to come to Texas and he's going to put him in every single game that the Rangers could put him in. Yeah. He's going to be there, man. Well, this has been great. I mean, it's it's felt like less of a podcast and more of just a bunch of guys talking about the Blue Jays. Yeah, I I, I had a blast. I mean, we wanted to do an, I, I planned on an introductory and it kind of went into prospect talk, but it was really good. And I mean, we're at over an hour recording, but it feels like we've only been talking for 20 minutes. I, I've really enjoyed doing this. Yeah, yeah I love it. it. It's It's got the right energy, you know, like it's not uptight and then yeah. it's structured. Sounds perfect. Kind of structured. Kind of structured. The Mets and the Dodgers system and then we're here, we're there. <laughs> but no, it's a first It's a first go around. It's fantastic. Want, well, go ahead and link your Twitters. How about that? I'll I'll, uh, yeah, I'll uh, let I'll let Detmers cool. go first, and then I'll I'll sure. uh, why don't we go Detmers Lewis, and then uh, I'll seeing as how I'm doing the recording, I'll wrap it up and sign off. Perfect. So you can find me on Twitter at no doubt Detmers. Pretty easy at so spelt like the Angels prospect, and there we have it. Yeah, you can find me at a. At Jay's Kid underscore capital R, capital H, capital P. It's a capital J and a K on the Jay's Kid. That's a bit tough, so you might have to listen to that a couple times. But <laughs> I also got a second account. Yeah, as in right-handed pitcher. That's me. <laughs> Fastball curveball changeup. I also got a second account. No context. J, context J, Jay's. It's linked in my bio of my normal account. I just post random garbage over there, and it's a great time. It's beautiful. So, it's beautiful. I love it. I, I'm so glad I made it because I can just do random stuff and, <laughs> and everyone understands it. It's great. All righty, you go ahead on. And and I'm Blue Jays Memes. You can find me at Blue Jays Memes. I also have a couple of side projects if you want to follow me there. For any Disney enthusiasts, I do do a Disney podcast with a buddy of mine, so you can follow us on Twitter at Ocho Ortiz Disney. I'm also doing a secondary podcast on my own, which I start, which I actually started before Detmers asked me to do this one. It's a New York Mets podcast because with all of the Blue Jays that are on the in the Mets system this year, I thought it would be interesting to have a take from a Blue Jays fan covering the Mets this year. So that's called. Oh, the- I'm joining that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Next time I record, I'll I'll uh, I'll bring you on. But that one's called the Blue and Orange in Toronto podcast. You can follow it on Twitter at Blorto, B-L-O-R-T-O. But in terms of Blue Jays stuff, again, you can just follow me at Blue Jays Memes. 
We appreciate everybody who's checked out this show. We're going to let you go. We'll be back next week. Next episode, we're going to be doing a season preview for the Blue Jays. And I will leave you guys with Michelle and his his pre-recorded stuff so you can get to know a little bit about Michelle as well. Anything you guys want to say before we go? You know what? Good stuff. First go around. Really liked it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Exactly. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, and whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are when you're listening, we appreciate you listening. We thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, Jays fans, I hope you enjoyed that first episode of Aces on Bases. As I said at the very beginning of the episode, we will have people rotating in and out. We will have different co-hosts on a weekly basis. I think it's going to be pretty much myself, Detmers, and Lewis that are regulars, and then we're going to get other people in so often. And again, as I mentioned at the very beginning, We do have somebody who's going to be joining this podcast from Switzerland, and he did a pre-tape for us for this episode, because this episode was supposed to be an introductory episode to get to know all of us. As you can tell, it turned into just talking about prospects and, and underrated players. So it didn't become a full introductory episode, but I'm still going to play Michelle's introductory pre-taped questions. So here they are. Hey, Michelle, thank you for being interested in joining this Blue Jays podcast. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Hello, everyone. This is Michelle from Switzerland, and I'm really happy to be back on a podcast after I have done that for three, four years for a German website. But once we stopped the site, I also stopped doing the podcast. But now being back with Aces on Basis, I really, I'm really happy. And yeah, you probably won't hear me every single episode because of the time difference, but I'd like to chime in once in a while and probably also doing some solo takes. And yeah, you probably wonder why is a guy from Switzerland a Toronto Blue Chase fan? And this came quite a while ago when I was in Vancouver, 2006 actually, so 15 years ago, doing my language exchange and watching a lot of TV and because of the time difference every time we went to a bar after school at 4 or 5 in the afternoon the Blue Jays were on and that's the reason why I fell in love with baseball and the Blue Jays so yeah that's a little story how a Swiss guy becomes a Toronto Blue Jays fan that's awesome so you basically became a Blue Jays fan because you were living out in Vancouver for a little bit and they just happened to be on the TV when you went to the bar. That's an awesome story. Now, you are the one that came up with the name of this podcast because we were throwing out ideas for, for names in the group chat that we have going and you're the one that came up with Aces on Bases. So why don't you tell me about how you came up with that name? 
Yeah, well, how did I come up with the name Aces on Basis? Yeah, when we were texting each other about names uh, for the podcast, I was first thinking of kind of a reminder on, on, on Josh Donaldson, like the bringers of whatever, but I didn't find um, a good rhyme to reign. So I, I, I moved over, thought about something um, like, can we do something with parrots? Because that was once quite um, an interesting time we had there with Edwin walking the parrot every single time he had a home run but didn't find any good thing and then um, the next that came to mind was like Ace our mascot and yet then kind of going around my mind what what, what goes with Ace I remembered the the band Ace of Base I don't know if it was this big in Canada and North America as it was over here in Europe but yeah, they were reminded, came to mind, and then it was like base. We have bases in baseball as well, so we have ace of base, and then yeah, the evolution was just aces on bases. And I mean, I lo- love the ambiguity it brings as well. Like, do you how often do you see aces on the bases? And so, like, the, the stuff aces of the rotation. So yeah, I thought might make a good name for the podcast and also bring some stuff with it. Like we could maybe also elect the aces or an ace on a base on on a weekly show or whatever. Yeah, that's how I came up with the name. And yeah, fortunately, uh, the guys liked it. And that's where we are. Yes, Ace of Base was big here in Canada for a brief time in the 90s. And I mean, you know, you talk about Ace of Base and making it into Aces on Bases and it works with baseball. I mean, you could dig a little deeper than that and say, you know, Ace of Base did have that hit song in the 90s, I Saw the Sign. And of course, the Jays have in the past been accused of stealing signs with the man in white, that whole bullshit story. But it kind of works on that level too. But even though this didn't end up being a full introductory episode, and we talked more about prospects on this episode, who who was your pick for the Blue Jays' ace on base for this past week of spring training? My first ace, or ace on base, is Flat Guerrero Jr. He celebrated his 22nd birthday on Tuesday, and in the game, how great day he had, hitting two doubles legging out a triple and even having a, another single so going four for four with um three rbis on your birthday i think that's a well-deserved ace to start off couldn't agree more vlad had a killer a killer day at the plate on his birthday Michelle, we appreciate you joining us for the pre-taped stuff. And again, Blue Jays fans, we hope you enjoyed this first episode. And we will be back with you with another episode very, very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.